One of the various ways that you can organize and look for unifying themes in the Gospel of John are the I am statements of Jesus. They're big. In fact, once you understand where they're coming from, they're epic. There are seven of them, and we're going to review them today on Beyond the Notes. Okay, first, to be, to be fair, we're going to have to do a little bit of sort of deep context. If you're just reading the Gospel of John as a modern reader, you would, you would note that from time to time, Jesus invokes these very, very vivid metaphors, like when we encounter in John chapter 6, the first of the statements, I am the bread of life. And you might notice as you continue to read the Gospel of John, he does this in, a, in, in multiple different, different places. He grabs these, these picturesque uh, metaphors and applies them to himself. I am, I am this, I am that. We'll look at them all in a moment. But if the Gospel of John is the first book of the Bible you've ever read, and it makes a good first book of the Bible to ever read, you might miss that there is, there is looming large in the background of these statements, something that that Jesus' hearers in situation as these moments actually occurred, and John's first century, especially his first century Jewish readers, <clears throat> would have picked up on something that we, with our uh, 21st century Gentile selves, might miss. Uh, by the way, I think I told you this. I'm Pastor Russell, and I'm glad you're listening. I have a tendency to dive right in. I'm glad you're with us today. The, um, the declaratory I am's of Jesus are in a, a grammatically distinct structure, and, and each of them is a, an emphatic I am, not just an incidental I am. And I'm not going to do a Greek lesson today, just trust me on that, that when Jesus uses these statements, his I am is emphatic. It's not incidental. He's not saying, I am going to lunch, or I am the guy you should ask that question. There's a, there's a bigness to the, even the Greek language. He is, he is saying, I am, in a, in a very um, attention-getting way. But regarding what is he seeking to get your attention? What is he, what is he tying to that makes what could be seen as a simple declarative statement so, so much larger than that. Well, again, uh, for those who have an Old Testament background, which I hope you as a growing child of God, a student of God's word, are growing in your Old Testament background. He's evoking and invoking a moment, a, a high peak moment in the Old Testament history of Israel. It's the moment when Moses, who will be the deliverer of God's people from Egyptian bondage, it's the moment where Moses is getting his commission. Moses is getting the marching orders that will define the rest of his life from the living God at the burning bush. It's in Exodus chapter 3 and, and 4, this conversation between Moses and God. And God has just told Moses that you're going to be leading my people out of Egypt and, and toward the promised land. 
And that's going to involve a confrontive conversation with, with the Pharaoh of Egypt. And then Exodus 3.13, Moses says to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. That is, if I'm seeking to enlist the people of Israel to follow me, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, this is Exodus 3.14, and it is the background of the I am statements in the Gospel of John. Moses, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So in a very real sense, one of the most fundamental and elemental names that God has given himself in his word is a name that is a strong but very simple uh, declaration of his being. I am who I am, or simply, I am. All the idols of Egypt weren't. <laughs> all the false gods of all of human history aren't. Only the living God is and can state with honesty, I am. And so every time Jesus employed the wording of these I am statements, he is, he is uh, declaring by implication that before I even get to the word picture of this moment, I am the living God of the burning bush. It's a, it's a very, very strong assertion. Seven times in the Gospel of John. The first occurs in the great bread of life discourse in John 6, 35, when Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I sustain physical life. I sustain spiritual life. The, the very uh, broad building block of the diet of the Israeli people in Jesus's day, it was built upon bread. That's why Jesus said, you can't live by bread alone. Uh, well, here he says that whole foundational building block of both physical and spiritual life is me. I am the bread of life. The second I am statement comes in 812 when Jesus declared, I am the light of the world. That is, everything but me comes down to darkness. If you want light to understand this life and certainly to see by faith into the next, I am the light of the world. The third one, I am the door of the sheep in the great good shepherd discourse that is in John chapter 10. In fact, three and four come fairly closely back to back. Uh, in John 10 verse 7, I am the door of the sheep. Meaning if you're going to be a sheep in God's flock, if you're going to be a legitimate part of the, of the people of the living God, your way into that sort of relationship with the living God is, is through me. I am the, the door, the sheep gate. I am the one through which the real sheep come to be in right relationship with God. The fourth one, that was in, by the way, 10.7. The fourth one is down in 10.11, just a few verses later, number four of these I am statements. I am the good shepherd. That is, I can be counted upon at all times to watch over and care for my sheep, to be there 
to lead them to the to the good places and the good pastures to be there when they find themselves in trouble to keep them fed to keep them safe to care for them and call them my own i am the good shepherd the fifth of them comes in chapter 11 around the resurrection of lazarus Jesus says, I am, in John eleven twenty five. 25, I am the resurrection and the life. That if there is, is to be a life to come, and there is. If we are, as part of the image of God created into us, designed to exist forever. You know, we reflect the image of God, in my view, in, in at, least, at least three ways. Our, our creativity, our desire to make things. Our morality, which is our, our innate sense of uh, this is not right and this is right, and our immortality. Unlike God, we, we, we have not existed forever. We, we have a beginning uh, at the moment of our conception. But like God, we are going to exist forever. So that sort of, that sort of definite beginning point that stretches then to immortality that's, that's the image of God. And as we move into that, it is by means of Jesus that we have the resurrection life. Those of us who are his followers are going to have. I am the resurrection and the life. By the way, even those outside of Christ are going to be resurrected to live forever. But that's, uh, that's going to be eternal condemnation and it's not pleasant. But for the follower of Christ, we look to Jesus as the resurrection and the life. That's number five. Number six of these is perhaps the most famous one of all, at least in um, Christian circles, in New Testament aware circles. It's Jesus' statement in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. I am, I am life's road. I am life's reality. And I am life's reason, the way the truth, the life. Now, that I am makes that very, very emphatic. Again, it ties it all the way back to the burning bush. And in each of those cases, another little grammatical thing is going on. There's, a, there's an emphaticness to, to the article before each of those um, way, truth, life. Jesus is, is just as the English reflects. He's saying, I'm not a way, and I'm not a truth, and I'm not a life. He's very definitely saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, coupled with the I am declaration that, that is innately an assertion of his deity. So that is a great big epic statement in John fourteen six, And then finally, the last, the seventh of these I am's is what we touched upon in our uh, John 15 message this last Lord's Day. I am the true vine. In John 15, 1, that is, it is I who connect the branches, those who, who believe in me, those who follow me. I connect you to life. I provide for you fruitfulness. I, I turn you from being the dead, disconnected, fruitless stick that is the spiritual death of lostness. And instead, by engrafting, I make you a part of this living fruitful, productive um, vine that is life in me. Well, every single one of them ought be understood 
as Jesus reminding us that he is the living God of the burning bush. And then each of the seven of them point out a different characteristic of how he relates to his people. There aren't any more of those sorts of statements, though we've got a lot of the Gospel of John yet to cover. But at this moment, wanted to go back and reiterate the importance of those seven I am statements. Again, by now, I hope you have have, uh, subscribed to the podcast. I hope you're liking it and sharing it and whatever platform you're listening on. I hope you're telling your friends. We are thrilled to be with you every week, and we look forward to being with you again on the next episode of Beyond the Notes.